Good afternoon, everyone. We give praise that the Sunday afternoon we can call, we can all worship our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We welcome all guests joining us this afternoon. The Church Council has no announcements. This afternoon's worship service will be led by our theological student, Brian Vanderhorst. This will be the last worship service that Brian will lead before heading back to the seminary. Thank you, Brian, for the work and, this, and, and the time you spent with us this summer. May the Lord bless you and your family as you continue on on your studies and prepare for the ministry. In our preparation for worship, we will praise our God with the singing of Psalm 150, stanzas 1, 2, and 3.
Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. Let us all rise for worship and lift up our hearts to the Lord. Let us begin this worship service by together confessing our dependence upon the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Amen. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth. Amen. Amen. We'll now sing another song of praise to God with Psalm 65, the stanzas 1, 5, and 6.
We'll now together confess our Catholic and undoubted Christian faith. This afternoon we'll read the Apostles' Creed. I will read the Creed, and then following that we'll respond with singing of hymn 5, all four verses. So let each one of you say with me in your heart, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe a holy Catholic Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
before we open God's word, we'll come to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, you are holy, holy, holy. Everything in heaven and on earth brings praise to your holy name. We thank you that you have gathered us here in worship once again this afternoon so that we too might praise your name. We thank you for blessing us with voices, Heavenly Father, voices which we can use to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and voices which we can use to sing praise to your glorious name. We pray that we might never tire of using our voices to bring you glory and that you may be pleased by the praise and the worship which we bring to you this afternoon and also throughout this coming week. Lord God, we also thank you for the continued care and attention which you give to your creation. At this time of year, we can again witness the beginning of a change in season from summer to fall. And we thank you that this change is also a testament to your faithfulness, to the promise which you made to Noah many thousands of years ago, that promise in which you declared that while the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Lord God, you are faithful in all your promises to us. You have not only promised the continued cycle of seasons, but you've promised to be our God. You have promised to deliver us from our sins, and you've promised a life of eternal glory with you, all for the sake of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We praise you for this great gospel message, and we praise you for your everlasting faithfulness to your people. We also ask, Heavenly Father, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit as we open your word once again this afternoon. May we once again clearly see the gospel and be encouraged and built up by it. We pray that we might see the supremacy, the preeminence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we ask that this might bring us great comfort, great joy in our walk of faith with you. We also ask that you would strengthen your servant this afternoon as he brings this message. May it be done boldly and in such a way that Jesus Christ is magnified and glorified. For we know that there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And it is in this name, the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that we bring our prayer before your holy throne. Amen. <clears throat> our text this afternoon will be continuing in the book of Colossians. And in connection with that, we'll also open this afternoon to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, and we'll begin reading at the verse 18 and continue to the end of the chapter. This is the word of the Lord. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time 
are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. And who is to condemn? Christ Jesus, the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So far the reading of God's word. We'll now come to God once again in praise. We'll do so with the singing of Psalm 148, verses 1 and 2, which praises God for his power in creation and also the continued control and care which he has over all that he has made. 